the last beat was perfect. Awesome. All right, how how, how have you been? Have you been this week? I I heard I, you, I heard that you watched a certain anime, and I've been interested to ask you about what the experience of that was like. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I is it, is this going in the episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. I assume people enjoy listening to us talk, and I want to warm us up a little bit before we get into our okay. admittedly pretty beefy reading. So tell me about what it was like watching Darling in the Franks. Um, my god, was it... <sighs> when, when I first heard about Darling in the Franks, I, I was like, it can't be that bad. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Trigger has a reputation, and I know it was like a co-production with A1, I think. I think we're both big fans of Trigger, so I kind of understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, and so I was like, it can't be that bad. It just it, when it was when it was airing, it just really went under my radar. I just watched every everyone's reactions from afar, and I was like, it's time to buckle down and see what the hell's going on in Darling in the Franks. I feel like enough time has passed, and before before I started, I found out that apparently Trigger dropped off writing like around like episode fifteen. That's what I've heard, and I. Episodes one through fifteen, the the like, the the straightness of it was very in your face, and I was like, fine, I can deal with this. I can deal with with the with the breeder propaganda. <laughs> and I got to episode fifteen, and episode fifteen felt like the end of the series, and I was like, that's not right. Why does it feel that way? Because <laughs> like I watched episode fifteen, I was like, wow, that was a great episode. That was the first episode where I felt like I genuinely had fun mm-hmm. and then i realized it wasn't the end and there were what like nine episodes left like and i was like to go yeah it, uh, boy that that last bit it it you could tell that like trigger was no longer on the project and a1 was trying to emulate trigger by doing the whole the whole trigger escalation stuff but it wasn't trigger so it wasn't, it wasn't trigger and it was uh, so bad and it was do, it was so do, hard do to you sit think that through. that's why promare was so gay was that they wanted to make up for it yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> promare definitely made up for the sins of darling in the franks <laughs> the the worst part of darling in the franks was the 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 subplot of like these two 16 year olds who make a baby because one of them found a book on how to make a baby and so they get their minds wiped because they wanted to make a baby and that's like illegal now. We should do a we should do a Patreon uh series on this. <laughs> Just on Darling in the Franks? Yeah, yeah. Uh I I've been honestly like and the reason I ask is I've been looking for any distraction from the the events of the world this past week. Uh things just keep getting worse. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doom Eternal came out. I've been playing a lot of that. Uh it's really really fun. Um, I don't want to, like, get too into the gameplay, but I feel like they really iterated on everything in 2016 in a very intelligent and enjoyable way. Yeah. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's an easy way to kind of sink three or four hours out of the day, uh, when I'm trying to avoid doing my schoolwork that for some reason is piling on as thick as ever. Not having yeah. a, not having a great time in school, but, you know, I'm, I'm still passing, so whatever. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it on, sucks to be a senior right now. <laughs> ooh, I, yeah, I bet. Um, on the other side of the Doom Eternal coin, I picked up Animal Crossing. Awesome. Uh, 
I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't pick it up with my own money. Shout out to our good friend Eduardo for Shout sending me sixty-five dollars. Friend of the pod, Eduardo. Woo. Okay. Uh, so yeah, gaming, gaming's been good. Gaming's life has good. been bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the gamers. We're in the gamers lockdown right now. Um. That's yeah, yeah. That Joe Biden's dead. Um. You heard it here first. You heard probably it first. heard it plenty of times before. <laughs> If Joe, if, I think that this is the episode that actually we're going to be dropping on 4.13, uh, if we release the, if we start, release on, if we release the first one on the first and then go to Mondays, then this will be the one that drops on 4.13. So this is the Joe Biden is dead special. (laughs) Happy Homestuck Day. Happy 11 years. Happy Homestuck Day. Joe Biden is gone. We did it. Yeah. Homestuck prevails. Um. Bernie is president now. Here's hoping that this ages well. Speaking of Homestuck, uh, that's what this podcast is about. Uh, you're listening to a Homestuck podcast. I am your host, Aiden. Or I'm I guess I'm host. one of your co-hosts, Aiden. We're, we're one person, but one of us is Aiden and one of us is John. I would be the John person. That's right. Don't say you're the John. I'm... I'm the John. Okay, you can say that. Uh, okay. Um, we read a lot this week. Uh, I we kinda... did. I kind of panicked at the end of um, last week, and I shouted out like a random page, uh, like a random page range that seemed like it was a good buildup, including a lot of major events. Um, and I feel like this is a this is a nice, healthily shaped, large reading uh, that we did today. Um, so I think we had two forty nine to four twenty five. I actually took the liberty of reading a couple of pages ahead to finish out that update. Um, but okay. we can talk about that or not. Um, once you get to there. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, this update... Well, this reading starts uh, at the beginning of Act 2. Um, so, Act 1 ends. We get that little, like, intermedi- like intermediary page where it introduces uh, the mayor, WV, the best character. Yes. And yes. Act 2... I had forgotten that Act 2 opens with this page of just Rose's uh, GameFAQs intro. And I really, I, I, this is an, this is one of, um, I love this. I love, this is an awesome first page to an act. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, a lot of, oh, they hit the thing in my closet here. I hope that didn't pick up too bad. Um, a lot of the early parts of this act kind of feel like a recap episode, I thought. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say the same thing. I got, I got a lot of recappy vibes from this. I was like, didn't we just do this? Yeah. Why, why is (laughs) It is weird because uh, there was like, I think there was like a two or three day gap between Act One ending and Act Two starting. So, yeah. uh, it, I don't know why there's so much recap episode in this, but it, it, looking at it later as a story, it works pretty well. I think. Like this, uh, Game Facts like intro page is uh, basically Rose saying. Hey, uh, you have the game now. Uh, the world is ending. Uh, we have a we we can add one to our slur watch. We can add another one to the R word count. Uh, we're on the first page already, so we're at two. Um, this it, it's this is just a pretty nice. I think this is just a kind of like a clever rose writing bit. I don't want to spend too much more on this page, but yeah. uh, I I did want to just note that um rose there, there's like a line here that exhibits like a lack of awareness in terms of word count. Uh, where she says, where is it? 
Nor will I waste, nor will there be any ham-fisted prose whipping its limbs under a bedsheet like an R-worded ghost, for that matter. So she's making, she's saying that she's not going to overuse her word count and then spend, this is like 700 words. Which is like classic Rose. Yes, yes. R- Rose is very established as a character at this point. Um, as far as the intro to this whole thing goes, uh, we see, like, John's house kind of transition into the medium, uh, where yeah, we, everything we, goes dark. We where... get the confirmation that John is not dead. John is wow. not dead. Uh, that was a cliffhanger at the end, at the end of Act 1. John is not dead. Uh, we knew it, because we've read it before, you didn't. Um, because you haven't. Uh, so... John's house is now, like, on this single pillar of rock in this black void, which is like, oh, cool, this is neat. Uh, I don't know, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, you see the colonel divide, uh, one half goes way up above and one half goes way down below, and then WV starts talking to John. Yeah, uh, and, uh... Go. This, this is, okay, I... One of my biggest gripes with Homestuck fans in general is that there's, like, a sect of people who are, like, Homestuck was never about, like, playing with, like, narrative structures, like, the panels and, like, the inputs and everything. But this is really early on, and we already have WV overtaking the inputs where it would typically be reader inputs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a lot of people forget about. I don't know. It it just it's this this establishes very early on that like Homestuck is going to play with the story itself. Yeah, I actually um I have in my notes here that uh this is like kind of early on we see WV substitute the narrator role and like I was wondering if at this point Hussey had already decided what the narrative structure was going to be involving like the player commands and how they could interact with the story or if wv was like meant to be an avatar for the player for a bit and i guess it's kind of both a little bit yeah um and it works pretty well because it lets him use the the command format while still driving the story forward and making that like relevant to the like to the characters in the story so this is like a I guess this is a neat way of incorporating, like, the MSPA tradition of user commands in a way that's not going to completely bog down the story forever. Uh, we yeah. get the, yeah. We get, like, the, uh, first explore flash, which, it's cool. I didn't really have a ton to say about it. Um, like, go ahead. So- something I wanted to say about it, I'm, I'm assuming you went through it, like, the old-fashioned way, like, actually played it through, like, like moving john around and all that Mm -hmm. i elected to go through it the the new viz format way where everything that you can do in the flash except for the easter egg uh is cataloged and so you see like every possible thing you could do and so you read it like in the book then no, I didn't read or... it in the book. If 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 uh, on the website, uh, it it sometimes will force you to view the page as if you don't have Flash installed. Huh. And it's it's it it was a very different experience because it's like it's like you go on this little sub route in Homestuck itself. Like like the the URL is like slash five two five three slash two. And it, you go through it like that, like there's like extra commands 
and it's it's weird, but you do see like everything that's in the the Flash. All right, so I and, okay, I just opened this on my browser. Yeah, so and continue. I'm gonna take a look at this. And um, yeah, I I wanted to say more about the Flash itself, but like this part, like it really feels like a recap. Like it just yeah. feels it just feels like the the narrative telling WV the current situation of John and his house. Yeah, like I went into this expecting like, oh, it's a it's an explore flash. This is like all the math that people do on these has them taken up like a huge word count. It's gonna be huge. It's like I went through it and I think I got everything when I was uh doing the traditional walk around. Um but there's not really a ton to say. Uh there's like a lot of like commentary that we've seen before on objects and stuff in his house. There's some cute stuff. Uh the one really cute thing is it goes back to the uh, the 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 picture that John drew on the refrigerator that was drawn two weeks ago. Uh, like that's cute, but yeah. overall, I really don't think that this flash has all that much significance besides being like, oh, there's um, there's gonna be explore flashes. We don't get another one for like a thousand pages, but they're there and they're cool. So. Yeah, I, it, it's neat. It's a good reminder that Homestuck is a multimedia property that does a lot of really cool stuff. But overall, I don't think that this page really does much. Yeah. Uh, something else that I did want to say about the input commands, like, it does say that, like, John can hear the commands. Yes. Which, which is interesting because the implication is, like, he's been hearing, like, all the user inputs which i think is funny he like, actually he brings it up in a pester log in a couple pages i think uh where he says that he's hearing the commands yeah which he doesn't which he doesn't mention before so i kind of wonder if wv's commands are meant to be like different because they are formatted differently than like the regular reader commands yeah or i don't know like whatever's going on there i don't think it's all that important or if it is then it'll be elucidated in much clearer terms later on um, we get our first, uh, pestle log of this reading, which isn't really all that significant. Uh, it's just John and Rose talking. Um, this is still more recap stuff, but Rose establishes some more context. Excuse me. Uh, uh, Rose establishes that meteors are hitting Earth, like, Earth is under siege by planet fucking Jupiter. Um... <laughs> Not literally, like, but there's a meteor, like, there are meteors striking the Earth everywhere, and that John's, uh, home was destroyed in the biggest meteor collision that they've seen yet. And their theory, and the correct theory, is that this is the cause of the game. And Rose finally wishes, uh, him a happy birthday, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was said on that, what page are we on? Uh, I'm going by my notes, but I th okay. That uh, uh that I didn't that know I didn't... is two fifty six. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up now. If 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 it was hold on. Uh yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that John assumes that the point of the game is to save Earth. Yeah. Uh, he's thinking how foolish small. he is. <laughs> he's thinking real small here. Um, let's see. No, there's... Where are we at? 
I installed the browser extension on my laptop to uh, be able to do keyboard navigation. It only seems to work about half the time. Let's see. Not a lot going on right now. Like, uh, we have another retrieving the PDA incident, or except this one. Uh, yeah, he's getting the she's, he's getting the PDA back. Um. There's the, the the panel where uh, where WV is commanding him to sprint across the little catwalk and John is shaking his head is cute. Yeah. Um, but not a lot else going on here. Let's see. Uh, once John gets his PDA back, um, we get a, so a little bit more dialogue between him and Rose. Uh, we see the serious business app briefly, but we don't get a good look at it. Um. John mentions that he's hearing WB's commands, uh, like I said, um, and Rose mentions that they really should get to prototyping the kernel sprite again, uh, because her battery is dying. Yeah. Let's see. And then... On 271, um... we see, uh, we, we have another panel that flashes back to WV, and we can see him at that console, where he's inputting the commands, which is... This is pretty huge imagery uh, for the for going forward. Yeah, this this imagery stays around until the end. Mm-hmm. Like the this terminal, the the inputs, we it it doesn't go away. Yeah, right now it's just the four of them, just the yeah. the, the four screens. Uh, we're gonna see that we're gonna see that change uh, eventually sooner than I thought. Um, act I was actually uh, going through like the log. Um, to try to, because we were, we were trying to come up with a better way to, like, piece together readings. Um, and I was going through the log and I was looking at when the acts begin. And Act 5 begins, like, shortly before page 2000. Oh, yeah. So, I did not realize how, uh, how early that all starts and how horrifyingly close we already, how relatively close we already are to having to deal with the trolls. Which I'm excited for, but that's a... That's that's a that's a couple more episodes, but regardless, uh, we get another game facts screenshot, uh, where Rose basically explains the mechanics of the alchemy system, uh, in about uh seventeen thousand words. Yeah. Um, not really a lot here. It's it's Rose dialogue. It's fun to read, but there's not a lot to say about it. Yeah, it's also more recap. Like... Yes. And then uh. Things start moving a little bit. Um, we get a brief perspective switch back to Rose, and we can see that her kind of apocalyptic setting is really starting to escalate. Like, we see the meteor shower in the background. The rain is coming down as hard as ever. The forest behind her house is on fire. She's getting dire for her, basically. And her laptop battery is also low. Uh, John and Rose tr- uh, are trying to prototype the kernel sprite. They try to prototype it with a Betty Crocker box, which <laughs> potentially disastrous consequences. I don't know. Um, that would have been that we would have a very different homestuck were they to have been successful with the uh, Betty Crocker prototyping. I think. Yeah these these first few attempts at prototyping, they I I, I think things would have been really interesting because we move on to see uh, the the Colonel Sasker text almost gets prototyped mm-hmm. and. I really want to know what that would have been like. Just a book being prototyped? 
the, the the concept of prototyping a, a lot of people play with the idea in the fandom i i i i want it to be expanded more upon in in like future homestuck media because like what does happen when you prototype a book like it's do you get a book sprite i it, don't recall so, I, sorry dude, I, I don't recall any anything getting prototyped in canon that isn't like a living being or like resembling or like has resembling a living being yeah like there's like a lot of animals there's a lot of people later on that get uh prototyped um and like the harlequin is probably the least human thing that gets prototyped and that still works because it has a lot of like physical uh person traits that you can go off of so that, yeah. yeah that's an that's an interesting thing moving that, that'd be yeah that's an interesting concept uh, I, I kind of feel like what, at this point, the answer would have just been like, oh, it turns into Colonel Sassaker, like, the guy. Yeah. But, I don't know, who knows? I'm sure that there's some, there's probably some interesting fan adventure or fan fiction that plays with this idea. Yeah. Um, what, what are we, uh, in the failed Colonel Sassaker prototyping incident, uh, John's grandma's ashes get get uh spilled onto the uh, into the sprite and it disappears so uh we'll see that in a couple pages let's see um what do we got uh john and rose talk again uh they there's some pushback uh on the let's see Rose Rose mentions that there's a fire behind her house, and John is like, "All right, let's get a move on." And nothing really happens here. Uh, we get like our first we 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 do get to see a Nana Sprite here very briefly. Um, yeah. But John doesn't yet. Uh, the looping page is funny. Um, let's see. Where are we going next? Uh, John heads up the stairs and. We get, we get, he get, he, uh, we hear from Dave again, mm -hmm. and is this rapping? I'm pretty sure this is rapping. <sighs> Dave's rapping sucks so bad. It, it's so bad. Uh, we were going to do that bit about, uh, never mind. Uh, I, uh, we, okay, okay, we can, we can, we can, uh, oh, we'll get to this one. We'll, we'll, I'll bring up the bit once we get to Dave's intro page. Uh, cause okay. Dave's intro page changes it a little bit. Okay. Um, I haven't worked up, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, we have this pester log where David just being really annoying. Um, John kind of blows him off, uh, and so he starts rapping, uh, to nobody, uh, and it sucks and it's really annoying. Sometimes in this, I think sometimes so far, I have really hated Dave and sometimes I have really liked him. Yeah. Um, this is one of those pages where I'm like, oh my god, fucking Dave, shut up. The this page does have one really good quote, and it's that Obama made it so that no one gives a shit about black presidents in movies anymore. Yes. Which yes. is really funny. <laughs> it is really good. Very, very, um, the Dave, uh, the da Dave's Obama bit is really good. Um, and a, a biting piece of social commentary that before Obama got elected, uh, having a black president in a movie was like, oh, that's crazy. That's how you knew a movie was in the future. It is, it's true, Obama made it so that he, he's, he's not wrong here. Uh, yeah, it, it, 
it's just every time he brings up Obama, there's it's so just many funny. Good, there's so many it, good David Obama lines, and I mean, I mean, there's like three of them, but they're all fantastic. Um, let's see. Uh, in an attempt to get the green package and the suburb server copy, um, from the car, uh, Rose gets disconnected in the middle of it. Uh, the car and the car gets dropped into the abyss below the house. So, John no longer can feasibly reach the suburb server client, the suburb uh, server application. Yeah. Or Jade's birthday present. Uh, so that's put that on the back burner. That'll that'll come back in a while, but it's out of the picture for now. And speaking of Jade, uh, we get some Jade dialogue here, and this is uh this this is some cute stuff here we have. Um, yeah, I, I I really like the the Jade John dynamic. It's it's really sweet. It's really growing on me. Uh, Jade in general is really grew on me this reading. I think, um, y- y- like just you first see uh, when he opens the message, and you can see in like the visual uh, panel, he's like doing a little smiley face. He's tapping away on the PDA. It's really cute. Uh, he's really excited to talk to her. Um. We get the first, I think this is the first name drop of Beck, uh, which we'll get to in a, in, in a bit, uh, come Act 3. Um, but, yeah, this dynamic's really cute. Uh, John is very upfront that he thinks he's in the middle of the apocalypse and his house is in a weird monster dimension. And Jade has a lot of faith in him, and she's just like, I think if anyone could save the world, it's probably you. Uh, which is extremely anime and really adorable. Yeah. I, and I think it's one of like the uh, the things that I think we have to remember to keep in perspective here. Having read this before, is that the the Jade's willingness to like accept everything she is told is very strange. Oh yeah, and some of the things that she says in that kind of vein get stranger as we go on uh, in this in this particular reading. Um. But yeah, not yeah. That's that's kind of all I want to say about this Pesterlogue. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Uh, it's it's cool. And then we get the Dave Pesterlogue, and John is pissed. He she changed the the page changes, and now the little animation is he's fucking mad. <laughs> it's it provides a nice contrast. Um, Dave is still rapping, and it's still awful. Uh, this is and this is where uh John floats the idea to Dave, like, hey, I need you to, uh, get your copy of Suburb and help out, uh, Rose. And Dave is, like, Dave, like, pushes back with some, like, ironic, like, uh, I don't want to read the game facts walkthrough, and John is just clearly under stress, and he's, like, rolls eyes, like, he wants Dave to just get on with it and do his duty. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we go back to Rose. Um, we get a little bit of inventory stuff. Um, there's the panel that shows that she can't allocate the, uh, the grimoire for summoning the zoologically dubious, uh, to her strife specimens. I mean, she can, but it's ill-advised. Ill-advised, certainly. Uh, we, we get, like, a little bit of, sorry, go ahead. I, it just says, uh, there are some dark forces you don't want to mess around with, which is some interesting foreshadowing, considering things that happen later. Yeah, this is probably just supposed to be direct foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, 
we actually get to see in the grimoire a little bit. Uh, we get to see like some of the monsters it contains. Um, one of these is actually from Problem Sleuth. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, oh. Flufflu is a major boss in Problem Sleuth. Um, uh, it it it's a cool uh callback. And the other thing that's interesting that comes back from Problem Sleuth, but is also like unique to here, is the window diagram. Uh, yeah. that is that when I when I uh, was just reading this uh the first time, I was like, oh, that's like the Problem Sleuth thing. Like this is used uh, the all the like this specific page. I'm pretty sure is just from Problem Sleuth. Where it also involves summoning the is involves summoning Flufflu and uh all that, but it, it, this isn't just a problem with callback here. Okay, yeah, the window stuff, it, the window stuff comes back like four thousand pages from now. Yeah. Um, uh, we in in the page just before that though we we do get the first name drop of the horror terrors. Oh yes, yes, which, okay. which are like. A permanent stay, mm-hmm. but they'll come back later. Yeah, there's... and the, and the mention of the furthest ring, which I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah, Be- oh, yeah, because we do get the um. There's an explanation that also named us the furthest ring, in this in this reading, isn't there? Uh, I say, I can't remember. I think it might come up at the end of it when Nana Sprite is explaining the uh the world. Yeah, but. Yeah, this is, uh, where'd she get this book, anyway? Um, there's the, there's the smaller gods, there's the middling gods, and then there's the horror terrors, uh, and this is all, and this is on the furthest outskirts of the furthest ring, which is a part of the, a part of the universe that they're now, uh, in, that is now in place, I guess. There's, like, Rose's intro page here, which I think is kind of meant to mirror... John, like the Homestuck title page in Act yeah. One. I, if I remember correctly, I think each of each of the four kids get a page like this. I they may be wrong. I don't remember Dave having one, but I could be wrong. We'll see. This is the only one in this reading. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like I don't like it as much as I liked the first one, but it's still very cool. Yeah. Um, this one also name drops the act which is the the name of this act is the rise of the Con- the raise of the conductor's baton which is the which is in the first paragraph but this one has a little bit more comedy to it because the quote is misattributed to american sports legend charles barkley <laughs> uh yeah not a lot to say about it but like it's it's neat i think that everything that could have been said about it we kind of said in the first intro page yeah. But, like, to a lesser degree. And then we get a surprise intro page to Dave. So, what do you think of, what do you think of, the, of our, now our third character introduction? Compared I... Compared to the first two. I am, I am getting tired of them. I hate these characters. I'm tired of them being introduced. Me too. I think we should stop. Nah. <laughs> um, no, uh, I like Dave. Uh... With with uh, Rose's introduction, I I, I kind of struggled to say anything about it because no no offense to Rose likers, Rose is not I'm my look- favorite beta kid, so I don't know. They're... Dave is cool. I like Dave a lot. Uh, 
You're on thin ice, Bucko. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying not to offend. I mean, like all of the kids are good. <laughs> all of them are good. It's just some I like more than others. No, no, that's 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 completely fair. That's completely fair. Um, when when I first started reading Homestuck, I wanted to be Dave because I was stupid and didn't realize that his whole coolness thing was a facade that he was putting up. I think being a kid and not really, un- like, not being, like, six or seven levels deep in irony, like, you just think, like, yeah, you don't quite get the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Dave. Uh. What what can I say about Dave besides he's cool, except not really cool? I, I, I... From, like, a perspective of just looking at the page, um, one, when I, his room, like, knocked me on my ass, because this is, this is an incredibly, like, teenager's room from 2009 kind of thing. It's nuts. Having everything stacked on cinder blocks, like, you can't see it, but I, I am willing to bet that this room has, like, a very thin gray carpet on top of a <laughs> cement floor. <laughs> It, 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 it's a it's an incredible vibe um but in terms of like what yeah like what the the blurb underneath says about dave i felt like this intro was like less focused than rose's but more focused than john's yeah which is interesting because i think dave has had even more time to breathe as a character than rose has although he hasn't really had much of a chance to be genuine so that, i guess that makes some sense yeah um one of the one detail, like, two of the details that I thought were, like, weird and kind of out of nowhere that I don't think, I, I can't really remember ever being, like, a big thing are that the, that he's into bands that no one's ever heard of but you, which is kind of like a hipster, that, that's like a throwaway line for, like, what hipsters were like. That was, like, the descriptor for hipsters, like, in yeah. the late zeros and the late 2010s. Um, and also that he collects weird dead things preserved in various ways. Yeah, Which... I don't. I don't think those ever come up again. I mean, there there are some some one off bits with them later, mm-hmm. like definitely. Uh, but they don't really. You don't really get any elaborations on those when it comes to him as a character. Yeah, I feel like the weird dead thing. Um, uh, line is like maybe used with the crow. Um, but it's quickly overtaken in the Strider apartment just by bros puppets. Yeah. Uh, like, that joke never has any... It, it doesn't ever get any room to breathe because it quickly becomes suffocated by another joke. Um, and the bands I would have heard of but you thing is funny because, like, up to this point, I feel like Dave has just kind of been established as, like, he would... Oh, it, okay, okay. Uh, the bit that we were just talking about, um, that last week, at the after we stopped recording, I had said that I wanted to try to come up with, like, music the kids would listen to, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, okay, like, in terms of, like, in 2020. So, John, basing off his taste in movies, uh, so he likes, so he likes, like, shitty movies, but they aren't quite shitty enough to be considered, like, awful, but they're not good enough to, they're good, not good enough that it's still, like, weird for him to like them. So, like, so John in 2020 probably listened to, like, Juice World, uh, <laughs> like, Arcade Fire, uh, the latest Chance the Rapper album, um, maybe, like, the more mediocre Kanye albums, uh, 
so I feel like 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 in twenty like that was what John would be in twenty twenty. Uh, but when I looked at Dave, I was like the kind of I, I knew kids who I, I knew a Dave or two when I was a kid. Um, and I was like, okay, so Dave obviously fucking listens to Snoop. Uh, he listens to Dr. Dre. Um, like just whatever the like the classic rap shit was like back like back at the end of the tw- the two thousands. Like that was probably what Dave was about. Like yeah. probably Eminem. And you had made a joke, so I I proposed this, and you had brought up, uh, what was it, which was it again? Um. Because we were trying to go back and, uh, talk about what they would have liked in 2009. Uh, hold on. Relapse. Relapse was coming out a month after (laughs) Homestuck started. So I I made the joke that John would have been looking forward to the next Eminem album, and then you were like, no, Dave would be. Yeah, because Dave obviously listens to Eminem. Yeah, like we can agree on this. Yeah. Also, so, the, okay. the 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 band you've never heard of thing it may it makes me feel like Dave definitely would have been a, like an early 2019 100 Gex listener. Shit. We gotta, you know, we gotta write this fan fiction now, right? <laughs> I don't even know what it's gonna. It's, it's gotta. It's, someone, someone, whoever is listening to this, uh, if you're currently in the process of writing Beta Kid fan fiction in 2020, you gotta add a bit where Dave uh, listens to Hundred Gex, please. There, there has to be a sequence where Dave forces the other three kids to go to the the One Hundred Gex Mind Gala set. Yes. <laughs> and John thinks it's the lamest thing ever. Yes. Ah, yes. Fuck. Uh, oh my god. Okay, this is this is not this is not going where I thought it would go, but it's it's going amazing places. <laughs> um. <laughs> fuck. So so I was gonna say so uh we had agreed that like John and Dave probably around this time would probably gonna we're both really looking forward to collapse. And so I wanted to look up and see if, like, anyone had used this. And admittedly, I'm not an AO3 master. Um, I don't know how to dig deep on it, per se. Yeah. But, like, I spent a, I spent a little bit trying to find... <laughs> I-, I googled John Dave Eminem, and I, like, <laughs> did a couple more searches and, like, I dug around a bit. Couldn't find anything. That's a, that's a funny search. It's... Yeah, uh, it's a funny enough search that returns, like, nothing relevant. And I think it's really incredible that uh this comic has been out for 11 years now and no one else has had this idea but us <laughs> what We're gives geniuses. homestuck what gives homestuck fandom come on uh where okay where were we where were we um, um we get we get the quickly retrieve arms bit as always uh dave says nah it's important to note also that this is... I, I almost forgot, almost forgot. Uh, this Dave intro takes place a couple minutes before. Uh, so this is concurrently happening with Act 1. With, like, the beginning of Act 1 right now. Yeah. And we see uh, that... Because w- Dave just said that he lost his his discs, and there they are. Yeah. Uh, and, and then... We, we get the, uh, the, the, the first pester log happens in a second here. Yeah. But first, um, we get we get bleat like a goat and piss on your turntable. That's a pretty good one. It's a it's a pretty good one. I like that he notes that he will ironically do bleat like a goat at a later date. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if the internet has always been like this, but if, if it hasn't, I, I don't know, maybe Huzzy spent a long time on something awful or something, but, like, it, it, so much of the irony bits in this are really timeless now. Yeah. Um, I know this is a forbidden discussion topic, uh, and you oh, said oh, no. not to bring it up uh, last time, but I want to spend two minutes saying that I noticed the other retcon thing happening a lot more in this reading. Which is the retcon that I don't know why it's there, but there's just, like, blotches on shit now. And you yeah. don't have to say anything about that. Um, we'll, but... we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, it, it just We'll get started... to it. <laughs> once, I, it... And once I noticed it, I couldn't stop noticing it, and it started to really annoy me. Fucking forget about it. When the time comes, you will understand. Good heavens. There should uh... be... I, 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 and, yeah, and, and now that I... it's Now that I'm not in on the joke or in on the plot device, I understand your point about it being kind of shitty for a new reader, because now that I have no idea why stuff randomly is stained, it's like, fucking come on, Hussey, what is this? Yeah, and I mean, like, the the original panels are, like, still, like, on the website. I wish there were, like, some kind of way for the website to know when you get to that point, and it, like, like, like you have all the original panels on your first read-through, and then you get to a point, and it like it flips like a switch, and then now all of your panels are changed. And I don't know if that's possible. I know I'm in I, I I'm a computer science major, and I feel like it should be possible. I feel like since <laughs> you can save your like, there's the save game option to like record a cookie. Yeah, I, I feel like you could use that, Hussy. Yeah. If you're listening, um, at any point down the line, one, thank you, it means a lot, <laughs> genuinely. Uh, but. To get someone on your web dev team on this, uh, it would be a big improvement. Um, actually, Viz Media is now over the website, so if anyone who works for Viz is listening to this, first of all, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening. Um, second of all, please God, fix the damn website. There's <laughs> other problems down the line that still haven't been fixed. Add the add the keyboard commands back first. Do that. That, do that, that. The best feature of MSPA. Do that. Fix all the retcon shit. Make it so that Cascade actually plays on the website again because that embed's been fucked up. Um, <laughs> do you have to watch it on YouTube still. Uh, or... yeah, yeah. Wow. You either it's, have to. <laughs> it's just like the release day. <laughs> you you either have to actually go to Newgrounds website because it's it's the Newgrounds embed that's like really fucked up. You press the play button and then it does nothing. So. <laughs> You either watch it on YouTube or go to Newgrounds. We'll talk about Cascade when we get to the Cascade episode. There's gonna, we're gonna have an episode that's just Cascade. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that that'll fill like two hours later. Yeah. Um, but right now we're okay, right now we're back up. We're still with Dave's intro. Um, we get introduced to Dave's uh, fetch modus, which is the only one that I think has been I've really been entertained reading. Like. There's funny jokes with the other ones, but this one is like, oh, I'm a big enough computer nerd that like this is this is fun and cool to me, and I like that he not only stores things based on the hash, uh, the hashing algorithm, yeah, but he has to retrieve them with an action that matches that hash algorithm. Like he has to get a key. Like yeah, that's clever. It, it's it's entertaining, but as as a as a fellow computer nerd, it pisses me off because the hash algorithm's really shitty. Well, yeah, it it's right. so bad. It, you could, I, I mean, could just tell. Only, or, 
There's only ten possible values, so it kind of has to be really shitty. Yeah. But just the... The consonant and vowel thing, it, I, I hate it. I think it's cool. It's cool, but it, it sucks. <laughs> just like Homestuck. Roll yes. credits. Yep. Um, uh, second end of the podcast in the same episode. <laughs> uh, we get a little bit of, like, Dave's Online stuff, um, where we we actually get the... Uh, the well, well, first, we get to see that Dave has an ironic review blog of GameBro. Uh, which is which is a couple levels deep to be writing purposely bad reviews of a terrible gaming magazine, which writes bad reviews of video games. Yeah, very something awful stuff here. Um, you can also tell that this is old because he hosted on Blogspot and not Tumblr. <laughs> and then we get the best thing to ever come out of Homestuck, which is Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff. Okay. About about the blog though, I did go and check to see if it was real. It's not real. It's not a real no. blog spot. Blogspot's still up too, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's still up. I guess Hussey never bothered to commit to the bit Come like the he does in later on. things. Come on, I, Hussey. What do you that doing? has to have been a real blog spot at some point. Come the fuck on, Hussey. If you're still listening, still means a lot, but like, come on, dude. Do you want to talk about Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff? I, we could do like a whole podcast on Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff. Uh, um, I don't know. The, the issue here is that I don't know which comics were out at the time of this page. And I think at the time of this page, it was just the first page, maybe? Maybe the second page, too. Probably the second, because the first one is the, is, I was banging your mom for a minute there, isn't it? No, it's the second one. The, the uh, first one is the classic, uh, the stairs. I warned you about stairs. Um, we, we get more Sweet Bro and Hell Jeff down the line, and it's easier to see, like, what has already come out, because, like, when, when those are posted, it, it was, like, the most recent one mm-hmm. at the time of the Homestuck update. But I, th- I think, I want to say it was, like, the first two. Maybe. Something like that. But... I- I think that the lore goes that um the second one was actually the first one to be drawn. Yeah. The uh I took them off because it was banging your mom for a minute there and now you are banging her. <laughs> Which is an <laughs> This joke always like throws me off. I never I I mean I as much as it can be thrown off for having known and like been laughing at it for like what like nine years now? Yeah, but it's it's still like damn. That's a that's a raunchy ass joke. <laughs> Sweet Bone Hell Jeff is like one of my favorite parts of Homestuck, and I also feel like it's one of the most well known parts of Homestuck that people don't know is Homestuck. Yes, because like I there back back in the like Happy Wheels days, <laughs> there. When when Happy Wheels was, like, shipped to, like, other Flash websites, there was, like, a set of levels that were, like, handpicked by the creator to just be on the, like, main page of Happy Wheels. Yes. One of the stages was a Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff stage, and it was it was called It Keeps Happening, and you just fall downstairs yeah. in the level. That's it. And I, I had so many friends in high school who, who, were, who would, like, play that stage, and I was like, you know that's... That's a Homestuck reference, right? And it would blow their minds. 
and I remember doing the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Sweet Bro and Hell with Jeff has, yeah, much much wider reach than Homestuck at this point. Maybe, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know what, if, if we're at a construct a graph of influence of the both of them over the years, I'm not sure what it would look like. But Sweet Bro and Hell with Jeff is probably on top for most of it. Uh, the, the, you can find endless, like, indie games, even AAA games, like, games on Steam with achievements that are, like, it keeps happening, or, like, I warned you about stairs, bro. It's at the point where anytime somebody says, like, I warned you about anything, uh, like, my brain immediately, like, sirens go off, and I'm like, is he talking about Sweet Bro and Hell, Jeff? Yeah, uh... <laughs> Just just recently, uh, with the with the guy who's who's making the uh, the Half Life VR videos. Big ups to Wayne Radio TV, friend of the pod. Shout out, shout out to him. Uh, I was watching uh, one of the videos and he made a reference to Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff, and it it blew my ass out. It scared the hell out of me. Oh, I forget what he said exactly, but. Uh yeah, I, yeah. It, 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 it's 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 a curse. It's a curse knowing what this is from. Yeah, and I I had to I I joined his Discord just so I could see if he knew what Homestuck was, and I I I found a, a sequence of messages where he said that he's not a Homestuck, but he knows what Squeak Bro and Hell Jeff is. And I, yeah. There was a point in my life where I had every Squeak Bro and Hell Jeff comic uh, saved to my 3ds. <laughs> God, I just want to—I just want to point that out. This shit goes deep. I, I have the physical Sweeper on Hell Jeff book, the first one, because the second one came out that was co-written by Drill and Casey Green. Mm-hmm. It's good. Oh. Sweeper on Hell Jeff is timeless. Yeah, uh, check it out. We um, recommend it. <laughs> it Sweeper on Hell Jeff is recommended reading for uh, this Homestuck podcast. Um. But oh oh my god. Uh back to the back back to the back to the meat of it. Um we get like the there's the uh Midnight Crew um like adventure bit, uh which further reinforces how bad I just want a midnight crew adventure. <laughs> One day, maybe. We'll get to the animation sooner or later. Um The the bit of where Dave said, where Dave skips ahead a couple hundred pa- a hundred pages in the adventure is funny to me because I remember being like a kid when I was like my, at my deepest in my homestuck phase where I had like I was current. Yeah. But the past time I would just pick a random page in the comic and like read from there. Oh yeah, I I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like I, I don't know if that's intentional meta humor, but like it's like yeah yeah I've done that. And then we get I think this is the first instance of uh, Rose and Dave in dark it, conversation. It is. Um, um I, I, I what what do you think of this one? Uh, did I write anything about this? Uh, Rose implies that he's gay, which is funny. Uh, homophobia, homophobia is never funny. It I, mm, sometimes, sometimes it is. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, um, Rose specifically <laughs> wants Dave to play the game. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that was interesting to point out, and he just kind of redirects her to John. Yeah. Which 
I don't know. It's it's hard to tell if like Dave actually doesn't want to play the game, if he does want to play the game. Where's the irony start? Where's it end? Yeah. How fake is Dave? Can we trust him? Minor villain, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if I like this pester log that much. Like, these characters are still so fresh at this point in the story that I can't say, like, oh, this is a bad, this is bad characterization. But, like, it wasn't, I don't know if I like how either of them act that much. Yeah. Uh, the way Rose is, like, I don't want to say she's flirty, but, like, she's, there. there's, like, a tension here that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> the, the ages poorly very rapidly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, like some of the joke, the the joke uh where he says like not kicking Oliver Twist in the fucking face every day is my gift to the world, which that's that's a funny line. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't even notice the. F- I don't even notice this. I just noticed uh that this is uh Arsler count three. Uh, add sound a, the alarms. Add a plus one. Add a plus one. Um, that that that's that's two and one. That's two and one reading now. Wrong roll. But yeah, like not a ton of um not a I don't have a ton here to say besides that the way Rose acts kind of weirds me out, especially with the context we get later. Yeah. The the finishing line where like she said like she refers to like him playing the game or not as chivalry is like this is this is just weird stuff for 13-year-olds to be saying to each other. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's let's, let's get off let's, this page. I don't like it. <laughs> let's move on. The more I think about it, the less I like it. Um, there's like a brief switch back to John, where we see him go back into his, uh, where we see like oil continue to uh, appear in his in his in his home before it goes back to Dave. We spend a lot of time here with Dave. Uh, yeah, he's introduced the. The fat beat machine is a less effective, um, like, musical intro than the other two, I think. Even though the other two are pretty simple, this is just kind of, like, not... It's cool as a flash, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the only thing notable that I can think to come out of this page is the fact that Hussey made some of the beats, which is interesting. I didn't know that he dabbled in music. Hussey seems like he's probably dabbled in everything at this point. Yeah. Um, I would like to note that uh, this is one of the things where there was an, there was an Easter egg that is now broken. Um, where if you hit all four corners on the beat machine, it opens up these like four extra Easter egg panels on the bottom, th- one of which plays uh, a song from Homestuck, uh, which we I think we heard in the. The Harlequin sprite intro flash. Yeah. I think it's just called Harlequin. Um, but the other three are now broken, uh, and they used to all play copyrighted music. I think one of them played Aerosmith, and I don't know what the, I don't remember what the other two played. The fourth one now plays like a fan song, but there, there was, there was an Easter egg with copyrighted music that is no long, that no longer exists because uh, Homestuck is now owned by a company. Horrible. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, Viz Media, if you're still listening to this, um, fuck you. 
fuck you. Uh, <laughs> become publicly owned or something. I don't know. Um. What? What? What next? Uh. Dave gets the apple juice on his turntables. Uh, which he said he would never do, like, just a couple of pages ago. So, like, hey, that's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. Um, when he goes, but, but now that he has to clean it up, he goes out into the, into the, uh, hallway. Um, we start to see some of the weird puppet shit. A little bit. Uh, notably in the bathroom. Um, I never thought before about there being a puppet hang in the shower. <laughs> But it's like the, it's like John looking into the telescope in Act 1 at the sun, where you can just kind of easily brush over it, but the, when you start to think about it, it's like, that's weird. Yeah. This is weird. Also, the damp, like, the towel just being on the floor in the, in the shower. I don't like it. It's, it... It, this is, this is painting a powerful picture of the, the masculine lifestyle in, <laughs> The 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 no parents uh brother and younger brother apartment lifestyle. Yeah, and the way the way he just rings it out into the toilet, it's I, so gross. I, I, poor Dave, why is he living <laughs> this life? <laughs> he doesn't seem to see any problem with it, which is even more tragic, honestly. Um. He loses the suburb copies in, in in an incident where a crow flies through the window. Uh, he murders the crow by accident with his Silidex. And the crow, the dead crow, his sword, and the suburb copies fly out the window. They are now gone. The, the speed at which they fly out the window is really good. I... I, th- I think this 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 page is a good example of how how good Hussey is at animating humor. Yes, because just the the momentary pause of the sword going through and then it just fucking flying out. It's so good. The art of gift based slapstick comedy. So, some sometimes sometimes the uh, the time wasting humor is extremely good. Yeah. Um. So Dave's extremely embarrassed by this. Uh, and then we get another, we, we O-snap back from Dave in the past to Rose in the present now. Um, I actually, in the, in this reading, I had to start, uh, annotating, like, timelines. Yeah. Like, every note I had for a page, I, I had to note, uh, which time, like, where in the time frame it occurs, which I think is a good habit to develop. Yeah. Especially once we get to, like, Act 5. Um, let's see. Th- there's uh, some more of, like, Rose exploring her house and taking a look around at all the stuff in it. And I started to notice kind of, like, a more of a pattern here where Rose examines her mom's decorations. Yeah. Where... We've seen before that Rose is, like, super pumped to psychoanalyze uh anybody um except in any case where the reader prompts her to psychoanalyze her mother or anything involving that where she her immediate like response to that is always to lock down and say like she already has it figured out like she already knows that everything that her mom does is just to spite her yeah which 
uh, I don't know um how accurate that is. Uh, maybe it's it, it adds some interesting ambiguity into the whole narrative. I think. Um and it, it like I said in the last episode about uh the way that Rose talks about her mom being very evocative of when you have somebody who you love but you are very conflicted and you don't really know how to process their actions like it it, it continues to kind of sit in that vein I think yeah yeah um there's also with the bronze vacuum uh. There was there was like a throw this this might be a throwaway, but uh it 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 says um that sometimes when Rose is in her in her in her room at night uh she can hear the the bronzed vacuum wailing from downstairs, which is like I it, it, I don't know if this becomes a thing later on, but as someone who has a hazy recollection of all of the lore surrounding where Rose lives and what her family is involved in, that seems to me like a line that would be used to set up, like, to cover for, to, to hint at something else going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I, feel, I feel like it could be as well. I I don't think it does. I feel like it could be interpreted that way as a setup, maybe. Yeah. It, I, uh, I, I'm not sure, but that's what it seems like to me. Uh, we, there's the there's the, the the pretty princess doll, which is another which is like another thing that kind of I think feeds into the whole like it's kind of hard to discern what the relationship between Rose and her mom is just from Rose's perspective because it, 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 this this one is probably the more ambiguous one where it's like oh Rose's mom got her this big fancy doll Rose as a passive-aggressive maneuver uh, replaced its head and arms with tentacles and an octopus head and then her mom refuses to move it and another thing, this is just another thing that Rose interprets as being like a passive-aggressive war yeah uh, there's the, the, the fridge is also used as that but I think the fridge is a lot more clear in that vein where the the ridiculousness of the fridge back and forth is such that it's very clearly passive aggressive on both ends. Yeah. The 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 velvet pillow there to to rest the fridge note on top of. Um. Yeah, like nothing super major here. Uh, I don't think it spends a lot of pages looking at Rose's uh home. Yeah, it's it's mostly just showing like the one upsmanship between her and her mom. Mm. Uh, we do see like. All the liquor bottles that are just sitting out. Yeah, that's which pretty... is it's a lot of liquor. It's pretty unambiguous. That that is a pretty unambiguous element. Like there is something extremely unhealthy in this relationship from the maternal side. Yeah. Um. Rose has a run in. There's a run in with mom briefly, where uh, in trying to escape, Rose jumps over the counter and lands and eats shit on the floor so hard that the narrative gets knocked back into the past with Dave. Um, then we get to... This is one of my favorite parts of the reading, is the Dave and Jade pester log. Um, uh. I, 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 I have a lot... I have a couple of notes on this, and I, I, I actually really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um... 
like we saw with the earlier Jade Pester log between her and John, like Dave starts, Dave is like visibly smiling and typing when he's typing with her. Um, which is cute. Like, Dave in this pester log is, like, a lot more genuine than he typically is. Yeah. Is that, which is, which is so, this is the part where I like Dave in this reading a lot. I, I love, uh, Honest Dave. Um, and I, I am rapidly loving Jade more and more. Yeah, uh, I, I like that Jade, like, genuinely thinks Dave is cool. It's so cute. And he doesn't. He doesn't even like try to play it up. Yeah, at all. Yeah. It's it, it, it's it's a really cute dynamic. Uh, Dave. I think Jade serves as a good foil to like all of the other three characters in a way so far. Because while I enjoy the te- the teens being mean to each other, um. It, it it gets a little tiring, and it's really nice to see the the light that Jade brings, like brings out the other characters. Oh yeah, I think. it's I love awesome. I I love seeing friends love each other. It's good. It's so sweet. Um, and there's some other interesting stuff here, just in the dialogue, like what they actually have to say. Um, Jade like has like a premonition here where, uh, she a- she's asking Dave if. Uh, he's talked to John yet, uh, and about the, the package, like, her package to John. Um, and when Dave asks, like, oh, so you want to know whether, uh, he has it or not, she immediately says, uh, no, he's not going to open it and he's going to lose it. Um, and then he'll find it again later when he really needs it. Which, it, it, it's setting up more, more Jade stuff, with, like, which is really weird to read before you've ever, like, met Jade. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's this is effective storytelling. It's getting me interested in this character, um, and the way that the other characters, Dave, Dave here especially, uh, just kind of takes it as like, it, like like Dave reacts in a way that clearly indicates that Jade does this all the time. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't get it, uh, and she doesn't get it either, but just knows that it works. Yeah. And, um. So, so something something else on this page that I thought was interesting to note. Um, Jade says that encounters with her granddad are usually intense, and yes. Dave responds by saying, "Well, yeah, isn't it always with family?" Which <laughs> is kind of a heavy line. It's pretty it, loaded. It, it it gives the same vibes as that one conversation between uh, Rose and John about their parents. Uh, it and it it does it does give like the slightest bit of insight into Dave's relationship with his bro. Just a little bit. I could see it that way. I feel like it's like at this point in the story, like before we don't really have enough about, um, bro at this point. Yeah. I think to really like say this is like super heavy on that, but it is interesting. Yeah. It it, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. It is interesting to, to, that we have another instance of the two kids being like family, right? Especially once we actually meet uh, Jade's grandfather and we see what actually is the deal there. Yeah. Uh, she also mentions uh, before that uh, she has to go feed Beck, um, and Dave is Dave uh, expresses uh, horror at this prospect. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so she should take him back out behind the shed and kill him. Uh, it's, we'll meet Beck in a bit. Uh, it, I, I, I am a huge fan of all of the Jade foreshadowing here. Yeah. Jade is just a foreshadowing machine. Mm-hmm. I, I think that for, so far, I, I want to just note that when I first read Homestuck, I wasn't that... I didn't, like... I wasn't that into Jade when I was a kid, like, when I was reading the comic at first. Yeah. Um, part of that maybe was just, like, I didn't pay as much attention to her dialogue, or, you know, I was a kid and I wasn't as entertained by her being sweet and genuine as I was the other kids screaming at each other. Um, but I feel like, uh, already I am gonna like Jade a lot more this time around. Yeah. She's, she's nice. Um, let's see. Uh, and then, then, like, before, um, we get another, uh, like, immediately after that, we get another pesterlogue between, uh, John and Dave. Um, and this is back in the present, uh, so it's not, like, quite as direct. Um, but we get the hint from Dave that he's now out of his room, uh, so he's made an important first step in the Homestead character's life. Oh, he, he went to the bathroom before, for disregard. Um... But this is kind of, uh, Dave is getting nervous in this pester log, where, uh, there, there's, like, the bit, like, like, like this is where Dave rambling starts to kind of come across as him trying to discharge some nervous energy and not just trying to be cool. Yeah. Uh, he makes a remark about, this is the first name drop of Lil' Cal. Uh, and... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lil' uh, I think I've said before, I've definitely said before, that, like, every time, there's so much in this comic that every time we sit down to talk about it, uh, something gets unearthed in my memory, and that leads to an entire just tree of memories. <laughs> and Lil' Cal today, uh, was, was that. Um. Yeah, uh, Lil' Cal's a lot. A lot. <laughs> A lot going on with him. We can't even say we can't even say about anything about little Cal right now. We just kind of have to take little Cal as it goes. He's just a puppet. <laughs> He's, He's a cool a little puppet. Funny little guy. Um, little Cal's the shit. <laughs> He's the, yeah. He's the shit. Nah, he's so lame. This is this also uh, one of the this is the first brush in this pester log with Homestuck and race. Um, I I just want to uh, remark. Um. Because John calls out, uh, the, John calls out that Dave's entire thing is actually really lame, or bros is. Uh, yeah. Like, he says, being a white guy who is a rapper with a ventriloquist doll is not cool by any stretch of the imagination. Or by any definition of the word cool, ironic, or otherwise. Uh, which is like, he, uh, John, John understands that that's fucking lame. Yeah. Um, Dave it, is very offended by this. Uh, but, I don't know, this is, this is also, this is a big topic to, to the whole, like, him commenting that Dave is white thing. Uh, Homestuck and Race is a big, complicated topic. Oh, yeah. Um. It's, it's loaded. It, it, it will always be loaded. It will always be kind of a controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like, like, full disclaimer, I know that, um, I think at some point, like, around 2012-ish, uh, Hussey just, I think said in, like, a Tumblr ask that, 
Uh, I should have brought this up as a citation first. Hussey, I know that at some point Hussey said that the the kids being like hex code FF, FF, FF is like, he's, he said that like, that's a license to see them as whatever you want, which. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I think that that's, uh, that's all, like, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, playing around with representing the kids as different ethnicities, different skin colors is like neat. Um, yeah. and I know a lot of people use it as like a way, like a way to like, perceive representation in media which is it's cool um yeah. but there's also like a layer of it where like this dave is really the like the strongest count here but like dave is extremely white yeah um in the story <laughs> uh and you can you can like tell here that like hussy intended dave to be white dave is like an incredible stereotype of like a white guy circa 2009 as his bro yeah and so it it's just like a weird little conflict that shows up at the start or like not even a conflict but like the story evolves and stuff but i don't i don't know what i'm saying i'm just saying that uh the perception on this has changed over time yeah and uh i i had forgotten that there's a part where uh john actually calls dave white um Moving on, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should have brought that up. It, it, it I don't. Like, I don't I, know if I have anything to say on the matter. I've. I, I I'm just so used to to seeing people's different interpretations, and most of them being not white. Mm-hmm. So, like reading that line, it just kind of made me laugh. Because I don't know, white stuck isn't real. Get it out of here. <laughs> it, <laughs> Dave can Dave can be white. Dave is allowed to be white. Um. Otherwise, uh, no white people. No white people allowed. There we go. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, now everybody's mad at us. <laughs> everybody's mad at me. John is in. John, my co-host John is innocent. Be mad at me. Uh, my Twitter account uh, is linked in the Twitter account of the pod of, H, of at HPcast. Follow at HPcast. Send us a DM uh, with your angry comments. I'll read it. I'll respond to it. Um. Happy four thirteen. Move. Moving on. Uh, we get our third R slur, uh, or, or our fourth, actually, now. Uh, We're going yeah, crazy this, this episode. <laughs> it's insane. There's so many R words. Hussy, what's going on? What's going on, big guy? Come on. Viz, get this off of the website. What are you doing? Censor this immediately. <laughs> um. Uh, we see an imp. Yes, we do. Uh, uh game construct, demon. There are enemies now. Wreak havoc. Yes. There's enemies now. There's enemies, and John is going to read a book. <laughs> Data structures for assholes. I want that book. I do too. It <laughs> get someone uh, to make this. But before that, we cut back to Rose, uh, and the the fight with Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, something something interesting that I thought to know about about this flash. Um, there's it was an empty suicide attempt, but. It was it was a threat nonetheless. And that outlet is powered. That or I guess not now because the power in the house is out. Yeah. Uh. But still, that's uh, a, it, it's a weird joke. It it it's a weird joke. Um. Comparing this to to John's fight with Dad, Rose straight up like hits Mom. Yes. Uh. uh a lot. 
John did not do that to Dad. Um, the it it's easy to see from this flash that yeah things are way more volatile between uh Rose and Mom. It isn't just like this this stream of one-upsmanship. Uh, yeah. See, see, seeing Rose, Rose, Rose like, very. Oh my God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, seeing Rose uh, attempt suicide and then like like beat up on mom like that. That's a lot for a 13 year old to stab do. Stab at her. Stab at her with 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 uh, needles. Sharp knitting needles. Uh, assumedly sharp. I think there's a comment about them being sharp beforehand. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. This is a, a a lot. There's a lot going on here. Um. The I, there was a comment I think earlier there might have been of um mom like mom's alcohol is a thing here uh and she offer she's like trying to push it on Rose in one of the commands yeah um which is again like jeez jeez dude but, yeah it, it is this is the 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 antagonism between Rose and mom is accelerating especially like Rose towards mom yeah and. Then on the next page, uh, it specifically says it looks like Mom has satisfied her strife quota for the day, which to me implies that this this happens on a daily basis. Oh God, um, it sucks. It it sucks. Uh, I I don't like Mom. <laughs> yeah, it it it's 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 bad. Uh, not not like in a narrative way, but like, damn, Mom sucks. Actually. I'm convinced that mom sucks now. Yeah. Mom is no longer based. Milbs are canceled. <laughs> All, yep. Uh, moms. No more moms in 2020. They're gone. Yep. <laughs> uh, we do get to see Maple Hoof. I forgot Be- about Maple Hoof. Beloved Maple Hoof, who will stay for a while. God bless her soul. Uh, then we jump back to John who is reading up on data structures. This is one of my favorite pages from the reading. This is this page made me laugh. This page actually made me laugh. Um, I, no R words, uh, which surprised me. When I first loaded this page, I'm like, all right, I'm getting ready getting ready to uh, tack one onto the counter. Um, but I don't believe there is one. Uh, so, so pretty good. Um, uh, there's... There, there's no R words, but there is misogyny in the asshole notes. <laughs> there sure is. <laughs> This 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 ties back in. See, as a podcast, we're already getting tie-ins because uh, this is home stuff. But we're, this is a tie back in what we said about uh, Dave's uh, 2009 style uh, misogyny uh, back when saying uh, "get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich" was like thing a thing people said. It, it says it. It ju- it just says it. It's there. Um. <laughs> yeah, this page is funny. Um, it's problematic, but it's funny. Yes, Homestuck. Homestuck. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 mm, mm. I'm even on the right page anymore? Yes. Uh, so, so now we get, like, this kind of cool, like, alternating section of pages where John is fighting the imp and Rose is moving around outside. Yeah. Um. And this is this is like uh like a microcosm of like Homestuck doing cool things in parallel. I think. Uh, yeah. Like, this get like this 
The things happening in parallel definitely happens a lot more later on with much higher stakes material, but this is like a cool like proof of concept of it, I guess. Um. Yeah, we we see the fire getting worse. Um. It's kind of. Uh, it's kind of it's, raining fire, just a just a little bit. Kind of some cool. ash. It, There's not not a lot of stakes going on here besides just yeah. like cool visuals until John kills the imp and we get like his first level ups. Yeah, which are which are neat. Um, uh, we 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 get the introduction of the etch ladder and yeah. boom dollars or is it boom bucks? It's boom uh, dollars. It's boom I, I dollars. Mean... Boom bucks or later. Um. Did you, uh, when when you do this Flash, I don't know if you did the Flash or if you did the Viz Media version. I actually did the Flash for these. Is this a Firefox thing, or, um, when you picked up the items at the end of the Flash after it kills it, do they each play that victory fanfare that overlaps? Yeah, it, they they did that. It <laughs> It's so loud. It's it's so loud, and I hated it. it <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fix this. Uh, Fix your broken ass comment. Um, th th there's the other put the bunny back in the box joke. Uh, another one already. Fun stuff. Love it. Love to see it. Um, John gets the bunny kind. Uh, strife car strife specibus, which I, I honestly have no memory of this. Um, and but I hope it comes back. I think it does. If it doesn't, well, if Fix I'm wrong, I, ho I, ho I hope it comes back. Let's just bring it back in Homestuck too. Yes. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know if there's. Con I don't even know if can. If you can, I don't know what's going on. All the <laughs> way, all the way down the line, but you know, bring it back somehow. Uh, uh, uh page four twelve. The gif is broken because of the retcon. Um, fix your broken ass comic. Uh, if if you look at the original gif. Uh, on that page, then it's not broken and actually the rain animates. Fix your broken ass comment. But yeah, Rose gets back to the mausoleum, to Jasper's mausoleum, uh, her, her long deceased cat. Dear sweet Jasper's. Dear sweet Jasper. Uh, defiles the tomb, sets up in the, in the mausoleum. Um, we get our, we get our, our, uh, present day pestilog between, uh, Rose and Dave. Um, let's see. Or am I out of order here? Oh, oh, oh! Before we get to the pester log, uh, John encounters Nana Sprite. Uh, we get we get our we have our first encounter between the two for the first time. He gets absolutely dunked on with a with a bucket of water. Gets shit on, kiddo. I I specifically wrote in my notes. Um, John gets pwned by Nana Sprite. Epic win. Epic win. <laughs> People probably called this epic ponage in 2009. Uh, we'll never know because the forum thread is lost forever. <laughs> but we wish. And then we get we get the pester log with with Dave and Rose. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing that I wrote down for this page was that Dave is now being heavily put off by puppets. Dave is getting nervous, and I love it. it it's good. Not because um, I hate Dave, but because it's entertaining. Yeah. He starts to doubt uh, whether it's cool. Uh, whether it's cool, um, uh, he's or whether it's ironic, um, and he start. He's he says, 
I'm just starting to think some of the shit is going a little too far and it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> which which is the title of this episode. There uh, we go. There we Good. go. Um I think the comment that Rose makes about having seen uh bros puppet porn websites and liking them is <laughs> funny. It's weirdly funny. Yes. I- it's 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 weird, but it's 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 a character. It's it's kind of weird that I think is a good characterization for Rose and it's in character. Yeah. Uh. Not um not like a lot besides like this is just kind of hinting on what we're gonna see Dave doing uh before long. Yeah. Um. But more importantly, now we actually move to the proper conversation the first sprite log in the comic and the proper conversation between uh john and nana sprite where she explains a lot of what's going on now yeah this is this segment is just like a really big lore dump yeah um Um, and i i think that the through 425 comprises all of the big lore stuff um yeah this is where i read a couple of pages past what i said we were gonna do um because I then went, I, I, after I said that, uh, and we stopped recording last week, I went to the, um, to like the lot, the page log, uh, and I looked at what dates all the pages came out, and I just read the rest of the pages that were, uh, released that day, which is just like the next, like, five. Um, yeah. so like, nothing big happens there. I don't know if you read ahead yet. I, I have not. <laughs> okay, okay. So we, we can just, uh, alright. But, but there's there's a lot to talk about here just through 425 regardless. These four pages have a lot of shit on them. Or these yeah. these five pages. Um let's see. Uh, uh so Dad was kidnapped. Um Nan- uh, well, what what do you guys say? Uh I was I was just going to say uh, the first thing that Nana says is well I think John says it is that Nana died when John was young. Uh-huh. I I, I don't know. I I just that that's foreshadowing um <laughs> because um john says that dad told him that nana died cool. when he was young um but he doesn't remember nana and i don't know just that line it's foreshadowing i i completely missed that good good yeah good catch good yeah catch. Um, uh, John's in the medium. That is the official name. Yeah, let's get capital into letters. The, let's get the into the lore real quick. Game so, lore. So, so one, one. Well, first, Dad was kidnapped uh, yeah. by the forces of darkness. <laughs> um, the the funny clown imps. They took him away. Um, yeah, they're in the medium, which is as described a void between light and dark in the incipisphere. Which is the plane of existence they're in now, more or less. Yeah. Um, it's described as untouched by the flow of time in the the previous universe that they started in. Um, it's not a computer thing. There, it's 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 its own uh dimension or or plane it, of existence or something. It's always existed, but it is invoked by sperm. It is instantiated. Yeah. <sighs> Computers. Computers. Uh, and, um, I think Nana makes some comment on 
this like she refers to it explicitly as this realm's instance, which is a bit of foreshadowing in terms of how uh the this is not the only suburb session. Yeah. Um. There's more than there. There's more than one uh medium, I guess. Or is there? I don't know. Take that last line out. Um. <laughs> but what we get this, what we get here is that they're in the insubisphere. They're in the medium. Um, which is the void in the middle between the light and the dark. Uh. Above the medium, beyond the seven gates, at the core of the insipisphere is Skaya. Uh, kick the music in a little bit. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, and there are two opposing armies, uh, the forces of light which defend it, and the forces of darkness which seek to destroy it. Uh, which are still mated until John entered the medium. Um... When the Colonel Sprite transformed at the start of the reading, uh, one half went to the the Kingdom of Light, one half went to the Kingdom of Darkness, and they took the clown data with them. And you see in the little uh, flash animation, the the little chess pieces turn into clown chess pieces, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. There are there there's there there are four uh there are four spires which will receive information from the. From the from the sprites, so we're gonna have four, and, and we haven't had four characters thus far, so that's a weird coincidence. Um, and once all four of the kernels are have been split and the, the the data is situated, then the war begins for real. And it is a war that the forces of light are des are always destined to lose without exception. And that's like that, that that's what we that's what we get here. Um, John, John is like, uh, well, well, I, ha well, the forces of light are going to lose. That sucks. What's the point? And Nana Sprite says, uh, figure it out, bitch. <laughs> the goal of the game now is to build straight upward. So we now have a very, so we've gotten our universe lore and we've got a very straightforward, uh, video game first quest as well. Yeah. And, uh, Nana, Nana kind of puts John's hopes of saving the world to rest because yep. she flat out says, no, Earth's fucked. It's gone. Tough shit. Uh. Yeah, okay, so, so you did, I think you did, I, what did I say? I said 425? I, I, I am looking ahead now. I, th these are some short logs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, well, well, we're gonna go through the next, uh, we're gonna go until, like, what, like, page, uh, for, like, we're gonna we're gonna keep going until she goes to make cookies, I guess. So we just like two more pages. Yeah. But yeah, we do get the important detail here that Earth is doomed and there's nothing that can be done about it. And John's bummed about that. John John really seemed like he wanted to save the world. Yeah. Uh he's he's not happy that um his his grand goal now is not to save the world, but to save this other plane of existence, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, like, a big scope out, uh, for, for the comic. This is, like, yeah. its first big scope out, which is cool, because it's, like, it, 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 it sets up, um, like, like, the big concepts. We, like, we get Sky, we get the two kingdoms, um, which are, like, key 
yeah. two events coming up. Um, and like it's just it's it's cool. Uh, I this is one of those instances where I really wish that we had access to the MSPA forums when it dropped because I would have loved to see the discussion that happened around the universe uh, uh, in this instance. Oh yeah, uh, just having this much lore just dumped at once like th- this was all like one update, right? Uh, yeah, I think this was all one update. Yeah, I. Th- I would imagine on the forums, like, the shit would have hit the fan, everyone would have gone crazy, mm-hmm. theorizing off the charts. Because it, uh, Nana doesn't explicitly say, like, what happens when, when you win the game. Right. She, she specifically says that that's the ultimate riddle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so why even you should try when it's given to you straight up that the, that the, the, the forces of darkness are going to win and destroy Skya, basically. Yeah, and and Skya Skya is referred to as unlimited creative potential, which which kind of gives insight as to like what happens when you win. Like you can you could Literally. theoretically infer like what that means, like what is unlimited creative potential, like yeah, um, yeah. I I I am he- I'm hesitant to really get too far into that. Uh, yeah, we we won't. Note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot is set up here. Uh, that's they get stuck to. Um, uh, again, like I want to note that it's a pretty common misconception that the first three acts of Homestuck just kind of are defined by going nowhere and wandering around and just being yeah. user, um, user dictated. When there's a, we got a story going here, guys. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, that, like, that's, that, so yeah, that's, uh, where we leave off, I guess. Um, Uh, this is a chonker of a reading. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a big read. But I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed going through it, uh, so far. Uh, Um, there was one thing that, that I wanted to bring up earlier. Okay. Has absolutely no impact on, on the story whatsoever. Let me find it. Uh... I believe it was during the the explore flash. Um Okay. Found it. Cirque du Soleil filed a restraining order against Dad. Love that. Love it. Which... <laughs> is that a is that a dad detail that ever gets expounded upon? No. It <laughs> It's honestly better that way. It it was really funny. I I I laughed for a bit when I first read it because what what did Dad do? What did he do? Um, what could he have done for for the collective of Cirque du Soleil to file a restraining order against him? <laughs> we may never know. Um, uh, Homestuck two, get get on it. Homestuck two, explain that. Um, is, it, is it Dad in the newest Homestuck two update? No major uh, spoilers, but uh, I, I, I I've seen it. It was so it was it is. was the bonus updates which which they're canon, quote unquote canon, but they they don't really like have like huge plot relevance, but it that's dad that's a different dad. That's the other okay, that's the other yeah. dad. Well that's that's unfortunate. It does have problems within it though, doesn't it? Yeah. Awesome stuff. Read Problem Sleuth. This is your weekly reminder to read Problem Sleuth. 
I'll probably do that before the next episode, maybe if I feel like it. <laughs> we should do a we should do a Patreon uh, bonus content series on Problem Sleuth. Yeah. Um, if if we ever get more than five listeners, <laughs> maybe, we, maybe, we'll, maybe maybe we'll get we to ten. Uh, maybe who we knows? have already. Uh, uh, maybe we're the most popular Homestuck podcast as of four thirteen twenty twenty. As of episode three, yeah, you know, yeah, know. we did it. We made it. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. Uh, uh, we couldn't have done it without you. I think that's a that's a that's a good stopping place for us this episode. Um, I would agree. Uh, um, I've decided that for our next reading, we're gonna go to page uh, six hundred and thirteen. Woo! Okay, I had actually I had a bit of a shorter one, but you know I can work with that perfectly fine. I mean, you 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 fucked up on the on the size of this this one, so I get to fuck up on the size of the next one. That uh, way, that's, that's completely fair. That way, they'll cancel out in the next one after that. It'll be fine. Um, and you said to page six hundred and thirteen. Six hundred and thirteen. All right, uh, excellent uh, stuff. And I think that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This has been a Homestuck podcast. Uh, it sure has. It it definitely has been. Uh, happy four thirteen. Happy four thirteen, guys. Uh, it's been eleven years of this in- incredible piece of media that has shaped us all in so many ways. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm John. I'm Aiden. Uh, see you next week, maybe, if you feel like it. You will feel like it. See you, everybody. Peace out.